Water bridge, what's up? Yeah, how you doing? How right. You guys are cute with the matching, uh, the matching. <laughs> I love that. Shameless promotion. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. got shamelessly promote. Yeah. 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 We're getting there. We're in the growth phase, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's growth. Growth. Yeah. so Waterbridge, <laughs> like, basically introduce yourselves, I guess. Tell us uh, why you started Waterbridge. Really, that's kind of the main thing, right? I don't know what you. I actually don't know what you guys were doing previous. If it was right at a university. Like what the actual progression of Waterbridge was. So tell us, like, how long you been in business? How'd you get started? Just kind of yeah. give us a full. Where event. you met, where the love began. How yeah. did it start? Well, I mean, we'd have to rewind all the way to 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was four partners that originally started the company, and we're, we're five partners now, and the, and the four of us were still in university at the time. We're students, all in different practices. You know, we're all Orleans boys. We came from the East End of Ottawa, mm-hmm. and and ironically, ironically, <laughs> right? Great all, place. all of us, right? Yeah. Great place yeah. to be. It's a good, it's, it's a good spot. You know, it's a great high five yeah. right now. Great yeah. soil, great growth opportunity in, in Orleans. Anyway, so you know, we all we all were high school friends, and we all got into different disciplines when we you know got to university and post secondary, and. You know, we were in a situation where we had an opportunity to to come together and actually start a business yeah. to do a project. And there was a couple partners at the time. There was there was me and another one that, that were working at Mermaid Pools. Okay, and that was a, that's a local pool company. It's Near been Cosmic around. Adventures. That's yeah. exactly yeah. that's where I worked yeah, every summer. You know, since I was in grade front, ten. Just, so you either at Cosmic Adventures or you're at Mermaid. That's, that's, a, that's a very is specific that a parking dispute. Yeah, that, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you're a, I mean, my yeah. goodness. I'm a mermaid. Uh, yeah. Custom. I'm a mermaid. All right. Mermaid. 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 So we worked there for many years, and we had, and we, you know, one time it just kind of clicked to us like there should be a DVD video that pool customers can take home. And put in their DVD machine and learn everything that there is to know about you know owning a pool. This is before video, like video is prominent now, but this is way before. This is a little bit before. Like this now is, that sounds normal. Well, but this was well, DVDs way before. So this before is five years ago. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Way, way before it used to be back in the years ago. <laughs> you know, but back now, then, yeah. you know, companies weren't really advertising online. Right. You know, corporately, and we we kind of we found our way. It was almost an accident for us getting in there. We created a we. We had an opportunity to, to do a video production. We did it, and we were successful in it. Right. And then, you know, all of us were together. We were in my mom's basement where we started the company, and you know, we realized, you know, you know, we have a machine. We understand how to do video. We're all pretty good at it. We have people in different disciplines. Some mm-hmm. went into video production. Some went into design. Nick and I had gone into business, and you know, at that point, we realized, you know, we can do this. We did a very good job on our first effort. We're still in school, so we're still right, you know, right, right. students of it. And, and even today, we're still students as we as we look at it. But, you know, we realized YouTube is coming on huge, right? At that point, it already become the second biggest search engine online back in 2010. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? Businesses are going to want to start promoting their services, their brand online through video. It's the richest form of communication online by far. Mm-hmm. by far and at that point that was you know a very early concept right and most people didn't really think of it that way and so we started our business we realized that at some point that's going to be where the industry goes and so we started our company and 
basically, you know, over the years, we basically kept pushing, right? I mean, we'd go into meetings, Nick and I, for many years, and we'd, we'd have to sell you on the concept of video right. online. You want this on your website because it's going to help convert users that go to your website. You're going to be able to explain what you do and how you do it and why you're different and special. First point of contact. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, and, exactly. and so, you know, for many years, we were trying to convince people this is, this is what works. You know, now, 2016, you're seeing stats like crazy that, you know, businesses that are using video on their website or YouTube, Facebook, it's, it's helping to convert leads. It's helping to, to bring people to your website, number one, and, and two, it helps to explain your value proposition and what differentiates your business. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's helping to drive marketing. In well, a it creates a way. connection, right? Big like time. we were right talking away. about that before that's we even exactly started this it. was like it, through video, mm -hmm. you really get like if someone's watching a video of me speaking as opposed to something I'm writing out or maybe a picture with a description, a video, you really, you feel the energy coming from the screen. So you actually yeah. connect with it as if they were maybe not as deep as if they were standing in front of you. Mm -hmm. But if I watch a video of Brian speaking about his family, I mean, he might as well, if I'm looking at my screen, he might as well be sitting in front of me, like especially with the quality of video mm -hmm. now, Absolutely. it's as if it's yeah. real life and we're going there, right? Like yeah. that's, that's going to be the next step. Um, where did the name come from? Like, where, what, what's the basis behind Waterbridge? Well, you know, it, it's kind of funny. There's, there, it came from a couple different ways. We were brainstorming. You know, what, what, what do we want to have our, our name be? You know, and, and we realized at that time we didn't really know what our business, you was. know, where we're gonna go. So, you know, and as our first business, as most yeah. businesses, we're thinking right? we'll be we're the pool we want to do this. Yeah, exactly. What are we what really gonna do? Yeah. So we want to be the best merman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that was that was basically. So we wanted. To, we saw. You know, we came up with a bunch of different names, and we saw the name Waterbridge there, and, and we realized that was one of the that was one of the top yeah. ten that we'd come up with. And we realized, you know, we really like Waterbridge because, you know, water is very fluid. And we knew that we mm. were going to have to be very fluid with our approach to business and our trip. We didn't have a defined line of, of how we're going to grow our business and what we're going to look like in five, ten years. Right. So we, so we like that aspect of it. And, and the bridge part just completely made sense. That's what ultimately awesome. we're trying to do. We're trying that. to bridge, you know, business to consumer yeah. or business to, to business. Great that name. is the thing, right? I mean, we're creating so, the online awesome. bridge. As much as we had no idea there was yeah. a little yeah. intentionality. Yeah. Just made that up on the spot. Yeah, yeah, that, that was right now. But you know, it's, it's hilariously amazing. Yeah, One of those leads that are nice. I love it. I love that's it. That's the one. It was exactly really just great. the first website they saw, but yeah. it's like, oh god, Water I gotta make this sound really deep. Yeah. That's awesome. Then we found Lovely. out there's a chocolate company named Waterbridge. For real? Actually, it's Where? pretty good chocolate. Is it out of Belgium? No, they're not out of Belgium. They're some European company. I can't remember, but you can buy them locally. They're here Great and we've seen them. Yeah, they're <laughs> actually very good chocolate. They're almond. They're you chocolate almonds. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, we'll bring some in Partners, next time. That's, that's exactly it from yeah. now on. You know, we should yeah, call them hilarious. up actually and see if there's there's something that we can do <laughs> together. It just makes sense. There's synergies. We all love chocolate. That's funny. Right, so. so with the, like, you're talking about water and flow and things like that. Mm -hmm. So what what sort of flow do you guys bring to the office? Like, what do you expect of your team? What kind of rhythm do you guys get into? Like, what's the overall vibe in the office, and what sort of culture are you building around that that concept? We're we're a pretty relaxed culture. We're we like to have fun. We joke around with our employees all the time. We yeah. treat them as friends. So if we're going out mm -hmm. or we're going to dinner, we'll invite them along. We try and connect with them a little bit more. We're privileged. We have a you know a mid-sized company or a small company, I guess, you know, we're, we're 10. So it's 
fairly easy to stay close-knit at this point, mm-hmm. but it, it's an ever-growing challenge, right? We started as four, and then and then Jesse became the fifth, so we're all buddies. We, I can say two words, and Brian will understand what I'm saying, because yeah. we've known each other for, for 15 yeah. years. That was a challenge, be having to kind of grow out the process of, of delegation a little bit, because... I haven't known my employee for 15 years, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a difference. We Mm -hmm. kind of speak a language that if you heard us talking on the street, most people wouldn't fully understand what the hell is. And then it's like the fear of like, wait a minute, these guys are kind of cool. I like this job. (laughs) Are they friends or or, or am I, what am I doing here? Exactly. And then then at the same time, you're like, I like this guy. He's kind of cool. Like, what what am I going to tell him to do that's not going to upset him kind of? Yeah, that's exactly it. You want to make it it like a friendship Mm -hmm. business relationship, right? I think it's important. Which is success. I think it's, well, that's exactly what you said. It's success. And the way we look at it is we want everyone to be comfortable when they come into work. And for us, being friendly is is the biggest part of it. Right. I, I we we think it's we think it's huge. There's there's obviously a little bit of a of a difference when it comes to you know us as partners and and you know the employee owner relationship. Mm-hmm. But we try to make it as friendly as possible because we want everyone to feel ultimately like family. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's the biggest thing we've preached it internally many times before. Is Which we is want to culture. be a family. Referralmortgages.com. Real mortgages, real fast, made simple. The Greater Ottawa Group. So yeah, so we run into that same thing actually at uh, here at Referral Mortgages. So one of our, our senior underwriter, Matthew Gregg, mm-hmm. all-star, like literally the X Factor of our company, is a former TD employee. So when I worked at TD, he actually was a, a teller at the time when I met him at the Rideau branch. And he, was ju- he had just gone into an advisor role. So there's two hmm. levels of advisors at TD. There's a financial service rep and then there's a financial advisor. So he was in the fir- like the lower tier, like just learning like accounts, lines of credit, like simple stuff, you know? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, stay there. And TD is excellent about training their employees. Like one of the main things that I can say about TD as employers is that they progress their employees. They actually take care of them. They train them. They teach them. They, they really show you the ropes. The negative and I guess the drawback for the client mm-hmm. is that you you know you go in every two years or three years or whatever and you're dealing with a different Someone advisor knows. because people yeah. are growing right in their roles. So Matt, I told him specifically, I'm like, stay at TD, you know, deal with, uh, le- learn the culture, learn what they're doing, and then we'll pull you on when you're more experienced. Now, because of that, Matt was a friend, right? So I'm now kind of almost mentoring. I'm like saying like, this is what you need to do, coaching him on how to develop his self, himself career-wise, mm-hmm. and then we'll pull you over and you can join the squad and everything. So culture-wise, he gets it, He's he feels liberated, you know, he walked away from his big corporate job, his pension, yada, yada, so he feels really empowered. But now you kind of deal with some of that struggle. Like, you know, we have someone else here in the office, Corey, who's a buddy of ours forever, right? So you run into these cultural barriers where you want to be stern, you want to do certain yeah. things in the business, but you're like, well, I, I don't know if this is going to jive with him or how is he going to take this personally? Like, at the same point, if he's someone that you know, he should be able to jive with it right. and accept it and be like, exactly have a it. conversation or beat it. So how do, you guys, how do you guys bridge that part. with your employees? Like, you know, how do you, what are, I guess, tricks or how do you, how do you approach that aspect of the business where you run into something where you're like, okay, I got to talk to Jesse. You know, I know he's not going to like doing this, but he's got to do it. Like, how do you it's, bridge that? Gap? It's not even only with the employees. As, as five partners, we're all buddies, right? Mm. So there's always like a personal level of, you know. The partner dynamic is possibly even yeah. more challenging for us in our business than the than, employee, than the employee right. owner. Wow. Because, I mean, all the partners, we're all longtime friends. And, and you know, you go, to, you go to business school, yeah. you know, business 101 is don't get into business with your friends. Right. Hmm. 
right? You hear that. And, and so there's challenges that come from it. And over the past six years of us being in business together, we felt some of those challenges. Yeah. And those are hurdles that you have to overcome. That's awesome. And, and for us, it, it, it's good in the sense that, like, you know, we've been through the thick and we've been through the thin of the whole thing. And, you know, when you take a look at it, it's, I think it's, you know, our, our love for one another because we truly do respect each other mm. as people first mm-hmm. and foremost. And, and that has really been what's helped us get past some of the hard times because there have, have been challenges. You know, one of us screws up in one way and then how do you talk to that person? And then, it's happening you know, with everyone. And then everyone. Who's, who's talking to you, your, your colleague or your friend, right? And so like it all of a sudden creates a little bit of a- Blurred you know, lines a little bit. There's some blurred lines there. One, it's cool though, because as long as you own up to your mistake or whatever, if, like, if everybody's, yo, what happened here? Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're like, oh, oh man, like, I don't know. Yeah. But if you're like, you know, this is what happened. I screwed this up. As long as you're communicating, everything's gold, right? And it's gone to a point where the business is in, you know, we're about almost seven years in now. It's as a business life cycle, it's kind of in its teenage years, if if you will, a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's become a little more serious than it it was, you know, four or five, six years ago, right? So now it's about, okay, well, if you treat the company as an individual around the table, there's five of us, and if the company has a six seat, and the company is always put first. That's the friend right. that gets mm. head of right. the table. Head, head of the, the table. That's exactly. That's the buddy that's sitting at the top. Right. And you're looking out for his best interest. Yeah. At that's that good, point, that's a good, it, it 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 becomes black and white. Yeah. Does this make sense for the company? No. Was this a screw up? Yes. This isn't a friend thing. This is that's screw a great, the company. Yeah. That's yeah. a great way to look at it. And then you know, us as friends and partners, we all have to act on this accordingly to right. rectify. A pissed off uh, six buddy who is you know the company. So right. we just went through this actually. <laughs> yeah. So referral That's was great. founded by four buddies. Buddies, right? yeah. yeah. And we went, recently went through a buyout for for two of them. And you know it, there was reasons, and obviously there was you know they were they were folks they had other folks's and and this and that. And it made sense, but still trying to coordinate. And and you know when you start the business, mm. it was three of us. You know my buddy Tyler, who, who's a big time real estate investor, a fucking brilliant guy. Yeah, he, he was the one that really kind of like him and I, I was just saying about brainstorming the, the, the glasses yeah. and the eternal life, the, the product we're talking about. And hmm. it's just like we, we would have all these brainstorming sessions and we just came across this thing where he's like, dude, he's like, why don't we just like, let's just do that. You're already in financing. We're doing real estate. Like it just started and we, we started planting the seed and we started growing. So then you get to a point, you know, three years down the road where everyone feels like they've done their part. Mm-hmm. But the bio made sense, as you said, for the head of the table, it made sense. Yeah. But trying to talk to friends about that and trying to understand like you know everyone feels like they've put in their work and everyone you know it's like it it makes it very complicated so when you're talking about don't get into business with friends like this is definitely a big lesson learned for all of us right Mm -hmm, like all four of us walking away from this we're still obviously buddies and we're still fucking super tight but we definitely learned some stuff from that that we would have never anticipated three years ago when we started the company three and a half years ago you know it's all fun. Woo! Let's go make a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. exactly that's the thought, you know. Yeah. And we're in university. We're that's the biggest we're thought. Tight. You get, you <laughs> get cool, to a right? certain point in the road, right? Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, okay, well, what's, challenges. What's yeah. next? Yeah. yeah. You know, you've you've taken it this far, three years, four years, five years. What's what's the next step to take you it to, to that next, next level, level, right? Because yeah. if you're just which is great though, because when you're doing it fresh with your buddies in the beginning, it's way better than like spending five to ten years in the corporate oh, world or whatever big time. and then honestly, coming together and trying to do uh, I mean I feel so you, know, you, you, would friend, be with, you would be with them surrounded by different people obviously mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like when you do it and go through that shit I mean that's nothing compared oh. to like the, the headaches big and the nightmares time. that you'd be dealing with 
and and, right and we now. know a lot of friends you know especially from orleans in our age group i don't know if it was the water at the time or what a lot of friends have started businesses a yeah. lot like and like fairly successful yeah. ones but you see the ones who are doing it alone and i'm like Phew. yeah that's some tough yeah. stuff. Like you, you got you're the marketer, the accountant, the the and you can't the the, the producer. It's hard. It's, you need you well. You either everything. need to you need to make enough money to pay other people to do it. You know, at the beginning, which is very very difficult to yeah. do, and that ends up yeah. sometimes a lot of times can bleed a company. We were 100 percent bootstrapped. Like for the first, Same we have a very Five small years, yeah. loan from the BDC. We were 100 percent bootstrapped. Mm-hmm. Finish a job company gets fed first and then you know yeah. we kind of uh, split the crumbs a little bit right. and, and that's how the company grows and it's grown mm-hmm. grown tremendously over time but it definitely you know it can take its toll over time you got to keep reminding yourself of, of the vision of the goal the reason why you started this because we're five Which years great. lost around it too right? exactly it does. Yeah. on those hard times it definitely yeah, it, sure. it brings you back down and you realize you know it's and that's important. why that's what helps us all get back on the same page it's yeah. just having that one guy you know that that water bridge at the head of the table you see, it's easier at that way when you have that mentality to separate yourself from the business yeah. mm-hmm. and know, okay, you're an individual, and but this individual is is the one that needs to survive. Mm-hmm. That and, is, and we have a, the one that needs to be fed. Yeah, it's the baby. Okay. That's such it's an incredible exactly. child. Yeah. a way to look at <laughs> yeah. it. Like I never, I never thought of it that way. But when you add, like, you know, I even think of Dave and I. If we have a third person and this is a triangle and like all week, like this is the one, this is like our child. Like we yeah. need to feed this thing. We need to keep this thing alive, mm-hmm. make it grow. You know, like this is the thing where we're watering this yeah. plant. Like how do, how do we best water this plant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how important of partnerships or like who have you guys partnered with? What kind of sort of, con- like who are some guys you've worked with? Like what, how important is that community that you guys have built around your culture and around, you know, that growth where obviously you guys want to work with people that have that same mindset, right? Of so, course. so what sort of partnerships or what sort of companies have you worked with that you feel you jive with the best? Charities. Charities. Yeah. That's kind of yeah, how we, involved in the community. very, mm-hmm. very, we've dealt with, you know, a good number of the major well-known charities here yep. in Ottawa. For us, mm-hmm. it was um, kind of a two, it was a corporate social responsibility thing. Mm-hmm. And it was also a marketing thing at the same time. We figure, okay, well, yeah. we can in-kind donate to charities. And, and every charity we work with has a personal meaning to one of us in some right. fashion. You know, whether it's Brian, myself, or one of the other three partners, there's, there's a connection there. So what we do, we in-kind donate, we build strong relationships. I mean, we bend over backwards for a lot of these charities. And what ends up happening is, you know, worst case, we've done something good that can help drive a charity's mission forward. Mm -hmm. That for us, you know, we go to sleep feeling good about that. Best case, we've driven their mission forward and we've met another sponsor or two. And, oh, we have the same mission. We sponsor the same thing. We have the same interests. We are the same type of community individuals, Mm like-minded. It's put us in a pool of extremely like-minded individuals, which has been huge for our growth. Huge, huge. We could have never even imagined it. It kind of happened by accident. Like at the very beginning, we didn't think, okay, let's work with charities and that'll grow our network massively. But as we continue to do it, we really saw the two-pronged value, the community value, which, you know, was always that bottom line. But Mm. there was things started getting kicked back to us and, and it was, you that's know, cool. kind of cool. And then you're working with people you want to work well, with. Well, that's exactly. exactly. It makes it more enjoyable. Exactly. Which then makes you more motivated to go to work and you're excited. It and feels it's like, good. Yeah. At the and end of the day, when you're making a difference in the community, it feels good. When, right. when we work with some of our corporate clients, it's it's great. We're doing fantastic work for, for big clients and we're helping 
you know, pushing their, their corporate vision forward. Mm-hmm. When you're working with a charity and you're able to provide a charity with, you know, a luxury marketing asset that they otherwise wouldn't really be able to afford, and that really helps them spread their mission and their cause forward. Like yeah, yeah, to us, cool. that is like yeah. that is that feels really good when you do that. Absolutely, and and the two prong thing. I mean, just like Nick said, some of our biggest clients have come from us donating. Like Fortune five hundred so, clients have, have come from a, a charity. Well, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. You know? and it's not you give to get, you no, give you to give, give yeah. but you know sometimes you when you yeah. give, people notice and yeah. they're like, you know, these are these are good dudes. And what it does is it it break it breaks down the walls like the barriers that's, of, yeah, of that's sale exactly it. because. They feel like you're kind of already friends. You you already have the same mission to help whatever charity in question at, at that particular right. time. Mm-hmm. So it becomes more of a natural conversation than okay, well we're here, we're Waterbridge, we're mm-hmm. trying to now sell you. Here's our proposal, we, you right. know. Yeah, you know, so which is the worst. Everybody yeah. hates them. Yeah, the exactly. reason the, the the way I look at that, and this is something we focus on here too, is is focusing on that like relational wealth. You know, like you, mm. if you're dealing with someone who's like minded to you guys. There's a guarantee that they know 10 other people that think exactly like you that yeah. they want to now connect you to, right? Yeah. So I always picture like, you know, you look at two or three mountains and there's clouds and you're fucking fighting through up that first mountain yeah. and then you get up to the top and you're like, oh my God, there's two other peaks and there's people on these peaks that can help me, like they can pull you forward, you know? So then you start looking back and you see people at the bottom of that hill and you're like, oh, I want to bring them up. And then you kind of, you're building, like you're it's, growing your community mm-hmm. and you don't even know what's out there until you, you get there. Right? It's like a bit of a psychological thing. What yeah. I've noticed, and, and I have a number of mentors myself, maybe mm-hmm. four or five that I meet with on a regular basis. Once you've reached a certain level of success, you have more than enough money in your pocket, your business is good, your family's good, whatever everyone turns to like the legacy side yeah, of things. Yeah. So what, for them, absolutely they want to help, you know, a young 20-something guy when they're, you know, in their mid-40s, 50s, because to them, that's the kind of real rewarding shit that they right. see at mm-hmm. the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? They make you the connection to so-and-so and to so-and-so. Exactly. And you, see, you know, then you build that relationship and you click with them because yeah. they know like, oh, Nick, you got to talk to Greg. I'm that's telling exactly you guys, you're going to hit it off, you go for lunch, yeah. and you're like, wow. And then Greg's like, yeah, we well, got this big project coming off. Yeah. We're going to, you know, <laughs> we need 100 photo shoots. And it, you're like, what? It you grounds know? you because you, you see their success, but it also helps you kind of see your success. Yes. I mean, you know, when you're, when you're running a business, you're digging every single day, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're chopping down those trees, yeah. for example. You never often stop to be like holy shit like this past so five years has been like yeah. successful mm-hmm. like, we've yeah. come a long no, way because you, you always want more it. right yeah. and that's Ryan, the nature of an entrepreneur you always want more that's mm-hmm. what you're doing as an entrepreneur there's a reason you're an entrepreneur and not you know working in a nine to five somewhere that's the reason you want more so when you work with them or with mentors and you sit with them and over time right is is it's a very much an over time thing but what ends up happening is, you know, they start to see the progress and they're like, oh shit, that, you've come a long way. Yeah. And then when they say it, you're like, holy shit, yeah, you know what? That's true. We have kind of come a long way. And you ha- and that's something we've been working on is, you know, at times stopping and actually celebrating a success yeah. because you end up getting these successes and you're like, next, next, yeah. next. But when you get a failure, you're like, you stick that's on always the way. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Always exactly. Which it is hurt. fine because yeah. we like to learn from our failures. It's, you know, the best thing of failure is the learning aspect of it. But on the flip side, if you aren't going to, you know, pat yourself on the back every now and again, you aren't going to lift yourself up, you'll never kind of get to that level. You'll never believe you're at a higher level than when you started because you're not like 
consciously realizing it. Yes. There's no self-awareness there. I've started mm-hmm. to recently focus primarily on like personal development. Like I hired a business coach, a, a, like a personal development coach. He's based out of LA. And these are things like it, just even a bi-weekly video call with him. It's like, wow. he just gives you, like he's very good at kind of sniffing out what's what your challenges are without mm-hmm. even necessarily saying it yeah. and just giving you the tool to fix it. Like, well, yeah. you're doing this. Like he gave me something yesterday. He said, uh, the biggest risk right now is that the fact that you're not taking the risk. You know, yeah. he's like, he's like, when you, you know, when you look at a risk, you picture it like a fence. There's two sides to that. Whether you take a risk and you look over here, and it, it made me reflect. He's like, give me one instance where you've taken a risk, and what were the benefits of that? You know, and like, there's all these amazing benefits, yeah. like risking leaving my job to start mm-hmm. referral, whatever it is. Like, you have all these now benefits that have come from that risk. That he said, like the biggest risk is not taking that risk. Like you're risking everything yeah. by not taking by not that taking risk. It. So just having those sorts of things where you're like, fuck yeah, you're right, dude. Like it's just like yeah. a refresher where you're like, you kind of self-reflect. And he said, you're right. A lot of people don't take that time to like inner analyze what's going on. So something I've started to do recently is is taking like a bad example. Like you know, if something bad happens or you fail at something, then you're not feeling up to par. It's almost like. You know, twenty percent of, of what happens to you is is what happens, the, the happening itself, and then the other eighty percent is how you're reacting to it. Wow. And a lot of that for mm-hmm. me is like the self talk in my head. Classic, you know? It's the classic example of like you have to fail to succeed, right? Right. And like the more you fail, the more you succeed. As long as you take what you need mm-hmm. to get from it, right? As long as you get your ass back up, right? basically. Exactly. And that's the difference. Yeah. I I see it all the time between successful entrepreneurs and not. Is yeah. you know you get punched in the face a couple times. If you don't get back up, you aren't going to do shit yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. But if you keep getting back up and you keep getting back up and you keep getting back up, eventually you'll break through the wall. Yeah. Like there's there's it's you just keep punching yeah. it. You'll break through eventually. Right. You just have to be willing to go until that point. And you don't know and when so it is, many, right? And so many people mm-hmm. drop out right because you can't see it right yeah, before you it. You know, you and there's a thing it, yeah. you see on Instagram and Facebook. It's like, like two guys chipping away at yeah. rock, right? Yeah. And like, oh yeah, one, like one the diamond mines, yeah, on yeah. Side yeah. Side yeah. thing, right? And one so guy's turning around devastated, but he's like a couple inches from it. And the other guy's a little further, but he keeps going, right? And that guy is going to get to the diamond mine, and the guy will, the other guy will never know how close he was to to. To the nectar, the juice, yeah. basically. So, what do you guys use as far as like even just keeping yourselves motivated? Like, what do you, is it like a certain quote that you use? Like, what do you pull on to push through those times? Is there a magical quote? Yeah, yeah. That you use? Well, you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. a lot. Of, I find a lot of my difficulties come from self-talk. Like, I wake up and be like, oh fuck, like I forgot this. Or, like, you're so stupid. You did. Like, I, I'm literally kicking myself down. Mm-hmm. So I'm now. I'm now conscious to that, so I'm like catching myself when I'm doing it and being like, no, you know what, today's going to be a great day, you got, and just like that self-talk, but what tools do you guys use, I guess, when you hit those roadblocks where you're like, fuck, I failed, I should have done this, I should have done that, like, what do you use to get through that, like, to get over it? One know? of the one of the things that's worked for me, and it was actually, it came from a business coach, and I, I can't preach enough how, how valuable business coaching yeah, is. I, I mean, agree. everybody could use a coach. doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, they have coaches, right? Mm-hmm. And they're professional athletes. So, same thing for entrepreneurs. One of the things yeah. that I, one of the things that, you know, I learned in, in some of the business coaching that that I was a part of, is, you know, take a look at what you think you can't do and ask your question, ask the question, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes when you feel like you're at a roadblock and like, oh, I've you know brought the company to this point, but I can't get over this hurdle because you know there's a couple things in the way. You know, one of the business coaches asked me is, you know, well, why can't you do that? And then once you take a second to, to actually sit back and ask that question, well, why can't I do that? 
And yet now you have to, it's almost like well, a reverse you, engineering. Yeah. And the, you the feel problem. like a jackass. You're like, yeah. you're like, wow. Oh my I, God. I feel like an idiot. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. obviously I It's can. not really that hard. You just yeah. have that guy to tell you but that shit. Just yeah. ask that question. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the absolutely. biggest. Why it's also can't I, a yeah. fine balance I find because mm-hmm. you're not going to be good at every single thing that you try. Oh, that's the you truth. Know, there, are, there are things in the company. Brian and I play very different but similar roles mm-hmm. because of the way we drive the company and, and we develop the company. There's shit that he does that I would never even try and learn to do because I could work really hard to get there, but he's already good at it. Yeah, What's the yeah, point? Yeah. I may as well focus on something that I'm strong yeah. in and he's not mm-hmm. as strong in because that's part of the value that I bring to the table. So it's a fine line, right? And people are like, oh, focus on your weaknesses, get better at them. I'm more of like focus on your strengths. Your weaknesses yeah. are your weaknesses. They're always going to be your weaknesses. Not mm-hmm. to say completely neglect them, but put more of your energy in your strengths and you'll become more of a specialist mm-hmm. in what you do. Waterbridge Media. Startup Canada. Okay, guys, shotgun questions. I'm with you, you're with him, here we go. If you could only keep five possessions, what would they be? Oof, um, I would keep my house, my car, uh, my laptop. Um, I'd keep my watch, my grandfather's watch. have to keep that one. And you know what? I, I think I'd need a pair of shoes, so I'd keep my shoes as well. Nick, show us the last picture you took on your iPhone. The last picture oh, I took. Oh, no! It was actually this, uh, this setup right here. I just sent it over. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to see it. Have you ever been in a car accident? I have not. Well, I've been in a light That's car accident. Light car. Car. Actually, he and I were in the closest thing to a car accident I ever, I've ever been in. If you remember back at your mom's place in Orleans when it was oh, uh, yeah. when we were like 18 years old, it, it, you know we had a snowfall. There's a little bit of ice, and you know we were kids. I had a manual car, so cougar, you know, the cougar, the cougar, the Mercury oh, the Cougar, Mer- and wow. so we were we were doing the whole drifting and everything like that. And so all of a sudden I hit a corner, and I, I got pretty good at it. You know, I thought I was pretty enough. good at it. Not good enough. So I hit a corner and there was just ice and that thing just went crashing. The black, the black, the black XR7. That car was amazing. Not the closest we've come to an accident together though. Do you remember in the expedition on the way back from oh Toronto, we did a shoot for a charity goodness, actually, yeah. a Canada company, oh which is a, a military charity in Toronto. Yeah, transition military veterans into the you know um, civilian workforce. Really, it's, really it was cool an extensive charity. shoot that we Great did. Great mission. Yeah. yeah, it was a full weekend. They had a, what they call a Met conference, so they like crash course a bunch of these huge corporations with how and why they can hire transitioning military veterans. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're on the way back and. I can't remember what happened. I'm in like the second row and Brian and I think Alex were in the front and we just kind of like lost control a little bit. It was super icy. Like it was just during one of these We had already storms. seen three cars in a ditch. Like it was one of the <sighs> iciest scenarios. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and all then of we're, a sudden. We're cruising and we're sliding. Oh, yeah, that like, was luckily, a tough one. No one's around us and he, and he wrangled the expedition right. back down. Big right. freaking right. thing. Right. And I'll say, you know what? That's and I'm going to thank my dad one. for that one. That's a good one. Back in the day when I was like 16, learning how to drive and everything, uh, he, had had a, he had a rental pickup truck and he brought me to. Um, what was it? It was a Canadian Tire parking lot. He's like, you're gonna this learn. Is you say this is how you fucking wrangle this. Really? I don't know yeah. if I'm allowed to swear, but this is how you're gonna learn how to wrangle this thing. We started just practicing fishtailing, and I swear to That's God, great. it was him taking me out that day, and I kind of got the difference. technique of it. 
I mean that this big old expedition. There was five yeah. of us in the car, full wow. gear of equipment. That heavy. thing was headed heavy. to the ditch, man. And I somehow we, we say, thank goodness there was nobody behind us. Wow. Right. I mean, there was no one behind us, no one ahead of us. There, I mean, it was just no one was on the roads. I that love day. that. It's but it was true. happening Barely slow alive. enough, so you're like, shit. Oh, are we gonna do it? Yeah. And then the car turns. And we're like, oh shit, is it going? Anyway, we had to pull over. We survived. Yeah, we, we, we did relax. Have to pull over we relaxed after that for right. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great question. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was a fully loaded question. You didn't know it, but keep going. Let's go. We're doing a lot together. What's the best compliment you've ever received? The best compliment I've ever received. You know what? Probably you remind me of your dad. Oh, oh wow! That that to me is a good one. He's <laughs> yeah, that's a great that guy. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's awesome. He, he's you know he's been a great mentor to me since the beginning. The reason I've always wanted to be in business was him, and uh, cool. and the people he takes care of with what he does are, are truly truly thankful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know most places I go, someone knows him. And obviously, the older I get, the more I start to look like him. That's a great like, shit, you really look like your dad. And you <laughs> yeah. remind me of your dad more than how you look. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll take that. Take sure. What's your? You might have to do your best Milan impression. Oh, <laughs> that'll be next episode. That'll be next episode. I'll have to practice that. Yeah. What was your first thought when you woke up this morning? I, you know what? I thought about Growcast today. <laughs> did you? I swear yeah, to God, you did. Probably my last thought last <laughs> night, you know? And I thought, it, yeah. I mean, it's just something new, right? Yeah. The rest of my day Squad. was a fairly, was a fairly, that's the one. Let's take amazing. that one, buddy. Right. Yeah. yeah, so Nick, if you could have personally witnessed a great event, what event would it be? That's a good question. Oh. That it's is like a really like I wanted that question. It's an impossible. So like they're, impossible, they're right? yeah, it's impossible. It's there are impossible. so many layers, right? So many moments in yeah, time yeah, yeah, that are just yeah. like phenomenal, yeah. like incredible. But I think I would have loved to see the Beatles live. Wow. And you know what? Okay, I'm not so even like yeah, I'm cool. not even a massive Beatles fan. That's cool, though, what they did for exactly yeah, like yeah. Uh, like all the, Brian's actually a bigger Beatles fan than I am. And when we're listening, it'll be because he puts it on. However, I know how big they were to the yeah. culture and the music scene and they kind of ch- cool. shifted things a little bit. So I think it would be cool to kind of be a fly on the wall at one that's of those, awesome. uh, you know, 70s uh, concerts yeah. back in the day type 60s, thing. 60s, 60s. 60s. There you go. Top that 70s right. would have been. He's like, oh, 60s. Yeah, exactly. That's good. I love that. You're up. You're up. What? Didn't I just ask that? No, I asked Nick. Oh my God. What is the longest you've gone without sleep? Uh, that is an, an easy, easy one. That's a fairly easy one. He already knows the answer to that one. Yeah. So my son was born nearly seven months ago, six months and three weeks ago, and uh, I went about I think it was it was a, at least a thirty-six hour period with no sleep. It was a long. It was a very very long. Um, a birthing process, uh, shall we say? Wow. And, and so, imagine your wife. It, she got <laughs> yeah. way harder. I mean, she, I'll tell you. I'll t- I mean, I can't, even, I can't even describe how much harder she had. I mean, she had it way worse. There was a sixty-six hour period oh, where she was wow. on three and a half hours of sleep. You know, that was one. Three hour. Legally insane? You can like, actually start to hallucinate. Yeah. 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 Honestly, it felt that Maybe way. Yeah. It was my first, it was my first <laughs> child. And it was just, I couldn't believe. I mean, the reason for it is that she went into labor on midnight, um, which, you know, we'd been up the whole day. Yeah. And we were literally right. just about going to bed. And we were, we were in bed. And she was like, oh. She got relaxed. And then yeah. all of a sudden it started happening. And then it was a 26 hour 
Uh, labor. 26 hour labor uh. that ended in C-section at 2 a.m. Oh. The next one, the fall. So it was, uh, yeah, that was by far, that was the most uh, sleep deprived I've ever been. But I mean, it was also the most okay. joyous occasion. Yeah, of, of, course, life. So, of like, course, of course. And I'll, I'll, I'll take that in. All right. <laughs> Yeah. So, Nick, this is a good one. I'm interested to, to hear you have to say. Describe something that's happened to you for which you have no explanation. For which I have no explanation. Something that when it happened, you're like, wow. You know, like... I mean, in, in retrospect or at the time you know, of... It could be retrospect, anything. you know, anything. In Whatever. retrospect, it's, it's meeting the boys. It's like, you know, like, what, like, had I been born... 10 kilometers right. down the road, I would be at a totally different high school. We didn't even go to the same high school, but the way our high school is yeah. kind of meshed, it fit. If you're born 10, 20 kilometers down the road, yeah. your whole Separated. lifestyle Separated. is different. Your friend groups are different. Who knows you know, where, where I would be? So I kind of find when you look back on things like that, you're like, okay, shit, that, you know, like that one tweak or... Yeah. Brian stayed in Montreal. He was born in Montreal. You know, we I never would have met. Him. You know, Waterbridge yeah. would have never started, et cetera, et cetera. So in, in retrospect, it's it's cool meeting the guys. Um, that I would say, Can like, yeah, that's that's real cool. Can I say something to that point before you go to your next one? No, I just thought about that. I've been doing a lot of research on just like <laughs> neuro neurological past and things like that, and the way we like humans process thoughts. And when you just said that, it made me think of like the impact of the choices you make today. Oh. You know, like mm -hmm. the stuff like when when your parents chose to move to that house, whatever. Like at that point, it was it was now. You know, and it, yeah. it's still now. Like yeah. today is still. It's the same time. It's just like a perpetual. The sun keeps moving. Now, there's mm -hmm. no like humans create the element of time. Yeah. You know what I mean, like dolphins aren't fucking late for their appointments. It's like <laughs> humans have created time, but like that was. It's just a a continuum. So when you yes. talk about those choices, it's like. The impact of making that choice now, based on what you feel is the right thing to do, is At so the right important. Time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I and I actually grew up in the French system, like full French mm -hmm. elementary yeah. school. My mom's French, my dad's Croatian, so I went to the French. My sister stayed French, but in grade six, I'm like, you know, I, I want to go to an English school. I want to play football. Mm -hmm. End up going to St. Pete's. Had I gone the French right. route, I would have never interacted yeah. with the with the English guys because two different worlds yeah, yeah, right yeah. so my my group would be entirely different and that was just one That's choice awesome. and i was the only i didn't know a single person at st pete's like a two thousand yeah, person yeah, yeah. school so i'm like you know a young big-headed uh sixth grader going into st pete's like what the hell's shout going out to on? all the big heads yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Shout yeah. Out. <laughs> there's a lot of my friends there. and i get my son's got a big head he's got a big brain yeah, yeah exactly that was, that was my excuse was big head, so. <laughs> I'm like, oh man we're back on this what's the sickest you've ever been Oof. You know what? That's probably also recently. I caught a stomach bug um, very, very recently, um, about three and a half months ago. And it knocked me out for three and a half days on the couch. Like, and I'm so previous to that, I hadn't missed a day of work in, in at least eight years. Yeah, you know, wow. maybe I'd, I'd hit like this, you know, this cold here yeah, and yeah. there, but like nothing that would actually not keep as me motivated. From, but you're, you're still you're there. still there. So you're doing just it. like you lost ten pounds in three days. That's exactly yeah, it. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> Meg's looking at me and she's just like, "I have never seen you yeah. like this." And like you know, the man cold kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. This was beyond man cold. This is me. I felt like I was like <laughs> the mermaid cold. To like, the yeah, mermaid yeah. Like, like no, this is this is real. This is real. 
real. Very, well, she knew it was yeah. real. I mean, I was just back and forth on the toilet. Not to give you guys the visuals, but I mean, like, <laughs> it got really <laughs> ugly. Yeah. It got really, we've all been there yeah. once yeah. or twice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Next. This is a perfect segue. That's the best. <laughs> What's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> the strangest thing I've ever eaten. Honestly, hmm. that's a really tough horse. A horse in Amsterdam. That's a great Sorry answer. To oh, all yeah. animal lo- I didn't, wow. we didn't even 100% know we're in Amsterdam. You Bron- horse killer. Brian, all no, you, no, no, you yeah, didn't you're equestrian riders out there. We didn't even fully know. Like, we actually thought the guy was kidding. There's a language barrier. So we actually yeah. thought like, yeah. he was joking. We're in Amsterdam, six buddies. You know, we'd been yeah, drinking yeah. all day. It's like a little shop. And we actually thought, like, he's just kidding. Like, what do you mean, horse in Canada? Like, yeah, yeah, you don't need a horse. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a fucking horse. Amazing. And then, like, you know, we started having it, and it was kind of like in a hot dog form, whatever. We actually thought it was, like, a, a, a hot dog or a sausage or whatever. And then, like, we, we stuck around with the guy after, and, like, we're like, ha you know, like, what actually, like, what is it? It's, like, it's a horse. Like, no, you know a horse? Like, yeah. You're, like, yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah, what yeah, he yeah, yeah, he actually did, like, there is the language barrier, right? They're, oh, so they're, they're Dutch. A horse. And, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. And then he does this. That's like, crazy. Holy that's crazy. shit. You know, you would think, I mean, if you were overseas, like, Asia, I would think maybe. But in Amsterdam, that's even crazier. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm a, like, I grew up, like, a picky ass eater. Like, yeah. I had my first orange when I was, like, so you 16. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm a meat guy, though. Yeah, so, yeah. like, at so, the same time, I'm like, okay, it's, it's not it's too gaming. bad, right? Hold on. I like you my, just, like, did you say you had your first orange when I was 16? Did you ever I came home and told my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I don't do no, that. No, 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 no. I don't do that. No, no, no. like, Whose mom brought give me the lemon. Give me the watermelon. <laughs> watermelon. I'm like, watermelon? Whose mom? If your mom brings oranges again, I swear to God. <laughs> All right, Brian. Yes. If you were trapped in a TV show for a month, what would it be? Oh my goodness, that's a good one. That's, that's a, a good, really one. good one, boys. That's a good We're one. We're big TV show guys. Yeah. All right. <sighs> we did our research. You know, the the, the 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 silly side of me wants to say Three's Company. Oh, that's uh, you know, <laughs> dude, dude, that's a great answer. But like, you know, I, I guess I like. My favorite show on television ever is uh, Breaking Bad. Wow, I and, you know, was like, that I was just it. right, like, and like, it's just, it would be so cool to be to have a Such day a in, in Walt. Such a fucking month. Brian Heisenberg, yeah. we're gonna tell you. Not exactly. Well, he, he just had a happy crazy life, life, you know, and yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Freeze Company, Breaking Bad, totally. Put them together, I don't know what you get. Breaking threes, heaven on earth, and I'll choose both of them. That's awesome. Uh, Breaking company. <laughs> um, so Nick, this is perfect for you as a as a former football player. Worst injury you've ever had? I'm sure the you got a few. Worst, I've had yeah. I've had a number. I started playing when I was six, and I, I think I played tw- twenty two seasons by the by wow. the end of like by the time I retired. Uh, but in my last year at Ottawa U. I was, we were playing McGill, it was, a, it was an exhibition game, and I went down to make a tackle, like I, I beat my guy, and I was right in the hole waiting for the guy, and I went down to make a tackle, and his knee hit oh, me right in the neck, oh, and I lost complete feeling in my, like my whole left side for about half an hour, 40 minutes, wow. had to go to the hospital, shit experience at that hospital, didn't see the same nurse twice, the same doctor, people are yelling all night long, I'm in like this neck brace, it's like a brutal, brutal experience. Anyways, finally went home like twenty, about a, a full day later, and um, and then had to had to work my way back. So like for probably like four or five months, I couldn't really turn That's my crazy, head to, to the left crazy, too much. Man. Like 
a guy around here on Bank Street that um, Dr. Ryan helped me huge. He did ART, I don't know if you're familiar. No. Really super painful treatment, but helped tremendously. And that, that would be the worst one. So I actually missed the How whole season. How old were you when that happened, sir? I was 21. Oh, so I was young still, and, and I got a concussion at the time, obviously, it was a big blow. And I, I missed basically the whole season, came back for the last game of the year against McMaster, and they ended up winning uh, the Vanier Cup that year, so the, the national championship. Yeah. Played a hell of a game, sacked the quarterback twice, and I'm like, you know what, I can yeah, walk you off your ring. Retired. Yeah, yeah, I can walk off, the, I can actually walk off the field here. The business was growing, yeah. you know, and football at the university level is a crazy commitment. It's like 50 hours a week, yeah. plus school, yeah. plus business. Plus, if you do want a social life, plus families. How old are you guys now? If you don't mind me asking. I just turned 26. Wow. 27. That's myself. crazy, guys. So and we eight started. Years? So you yeah. started when you were 18? Yeah, we started when I was 19. So just turning yeah. 20. Just wow. turning 20. Yeah, exactly. That's super impressive. So I, didn't even, I didn't know you guys were that young. Thank you. I feel old and I'm still students. <laughs> still students. That's hilarious. Yeah. You feel old. Oh, well, yeah. Grandpa Greg, we got Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah. he could be my. My daughter will be having kids before yours, so we're fine. I'll be a grandpa way before you. All right. So in closing, we'll we'll wrap this up. Okay. For you guys, obviously, your main focus is is digital media. You know, Mm -hmm. creative media. So where do you guys see the landscape, or where do you see the the major shift happening? Everything's like digital now. Everything's becoming online. People are super connected. Information's being shared like instantaneously across the globe. Where do you guys see the future going for both your company and I guess as, as a whole, you know, for everyone? Overall, I would say, I mean, I think it's clear at this point, at least to us, that things are moving from, you know, video to, to VR. Mm-hmm. I mean, virtual reality has taken over the game. It's going to hit, I think, humanity in a, in a very, yeah. very real way, yeah. no pun intended, Scary, yeah. in the next five years. I mean, it's already here, yeah. but I mean, it's really just scratching it's the surface. It's, yeah. it's going to really, be one of those really things. I, I believe when it comes in to affect full throttle, it's going to be there's going to have to be laws implemented. It has to, and no one's no oh. one's even prepared for it. Period, because it's not there. The, it's exactly, be so fucked up. Yeah, I know. The major know. issue behind that is legislation moves way too slow versus way tech. too slow. Tech is way like too slow. You know, there's a it's new technology every, oh. every single day, every yeah. single day, yeah. every single day. New tech, new and tech, new stops. tech. Right? Drones have exploded in just the last. In the marketplace. We've had drones for about three years now. They've exploded in the last maybe eighteen months. Like. Huge ambulance drone today. And there you See go. That sends a defib- defibrillator. Oh wow! What? Def- cool. defibrillator. Come on! Wow! See Def- defibrillator? Is that the defibrillator? Anyway, yeah. Wow! Sends it too. Like, I didn't so hear about that. Someone That's has a heart cool. attack. Someone's sitting, can't breathe, can't whatever ambulance is going to be late drone yeah it takes you through the steps with the camera oh, oh that's so gives cool. you the pads do it but see the, the laws oh, have right? even amazing caught that's up so yet. cool and that's just one so example cool. right one example of yeah. something that like hmm. is kind of a relatively easy law to figure out in terms of like it, it's about flight paths and, and flights right which is already Very a system that's yeah. set up vr and artificial intelligence, whatever the hell's coming next, there is no previous system set up to handle that. Yeah. And legislation already moves slow enough, right? And technology is like literally well, every half day like, or yeah. something new. Wait, wait, wait. So, so where, do you, where do you guys see, do you guys see, because uh, there's two, right? There's augmented reality and then there's virtual reality. Like augmented being, you know, like um, the hollow lens. You know, like I tried that mm-hmm. on and you, you basically have a lens and it, like I'm looking at Greg and it would show and like, pull up his stats all of a sudden. Two, yeah. 225 pounds, fucking, you know, X amount. And so you get all this information, or I look at the computer, it's like, you know, MacBook Pro, blah, 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 and it gives you all, so you have that sort of shit, but then you also have VR where you're, 
you know, it's basically your mind is literally elsewhere. Like you're having a totally out of body experience, yeah. but you're you're feeling it. And you can see your hands, and it's fucking crazy, right? So, those are two different, totally different products yeah. and different experiences. But where do you guys see, I guess, the 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 grow? Like, where where's going to be the main focus uh, for people? What's going to be adopted easier, and what's going to be? I you know? think mm-hmm. it'll be kind of from a. From a product standpoint, it'll be the augmented reality when you see uh, the wearables, when you see, you know, like something in a car. rolling up as a advertising. walking down the street all of a sudden and then you're getting advertisements up the wazoo. But I think the virtual reality will grow exponentially among like usage of people as the world gets, you know, more and more shaky, if you will. People will want to internalize more and more and create their own little realities. You already see it. Video games are huge, you know, the first person video games, the Warcraft, those have been around for a while. It's taking it to a next level, especially with kind of the the, the global landscape right now. People mm-hmm. are going to want to internalize shit a little yeah. bit more. And that's going to be a way for people to kind of, you know, escape yeah. reality, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And Unplug yeah. by plugging in. Yeah. Exactly. Alright, so one of, the, one of the main, you know, we wanted to bring you guys in. We, we haven't okay. recorded in... Six to eight months, and for, for people that had listened to the first few episodes, you know, I feel like it's fair to them to understand what kind of has happened in the last six to eight months, because really there's been a lot of change. Yeah. Uh, you know, Greg's had a baby, he, he's changed uh, He's changed to teams as far as his employment. Um, you know, he went from... Um, uh, from Rhodes. I love it that he's explaining my, <laughs> my situation. <laughs> yeah. He went from Rhodes Coldwell Banker well, yeah. to Remax Just stop Ford, talking. Just, to the stop, greater just stop talking. I've had a lot of change. <laughs> Growcast was about to die with me. It's brought back to life, and a lot of people, no one okay. knows that you guys were brought in through Paul, and I'm happy to be here now, knowing that you're taking on the brunt of the work, I guess. In terms of the production side of things, right? Yeah, so Greg used to obviously do a lot of the production, yeah. and we wanted to kind of do like a trial episode, kind of do a first big shebang, bring it back, and introduce you guys as like the new like digital media partners. And I guess we'd be interested to know too, like what what kind of appealed you guys to Growcast? What brought you in, and where do you see this going as mm-hmm. far as guests coming in, and and you know what are you guys getting, trying to get out of this? You know. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, what brought what initially brought me on is, is to be honest, Paul. We, we've known each other for the past couple of years yeah. now, and you know, we haven't really had a chance to collaborate on a on a specific project yet. Mm-hmm. Um, always realized, you know, we're definitely like minded in a lot of ways. I mean, certainly with Waterbridge and everything, and you know, we had a chance to meet Greg as well. Loved your guys' energy. I mean, honestly, that was the biggest freaking thing. And, you know, when we're that sitting in that meeting and I, and I can see you just getting so amped up about the idea about Grogu, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, it's infectious, man. I'll tell you, it's yeah. infectious. And, you know, not only that, we were able to see what you guys were doing last season. Love the base. I mean, thinking about, you know, this is what you guys did just, you know, on a women's idea. Obviously, mm. lots of work went into it. Mm. But I mean, it was your first season, right? I mean, it's, it's the pilot yeah, bootstrap, season. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bootstrap. Yeah. And I, I just thought you guys did such a great job. I mean, the guests you guys had on were great. The conversations were great. And I mean, you know, Nick and I were speaking and we just thought, you know what? If we did get into this and we did bring some of our expertise that we can with Waterbridge to this thing, I think, you know, we can really take things, help take yeah. things to the next level. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you guys are the tip of the spear when it comes to that. But, you know, if we can, if we can help lift some of the weight in the back end on it. Yeah. Man, I'd, I'd be happy to do so. 
and and some of the guests too, right? Absolutely. The, the guests were big as well. I mean, mm-hmm. my answer, had you asked me first, I would have said energy. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of fucking took my answer there. But, um, <laughs> we think alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think alike. It's just, uh, you know, we well, all, and it goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? Big time. About the whole culture thing. Like, yeah, work time. with what you feed on. Right? The synergy. Yeah. It's, it, it's all yeah. about synergy, yeah. right? And, and we've been around enough to know who we don't want to work with. Yeah. And you know that. <laughs> You know, it comes with its challenges because as a growing business, you want to take on anything. But yeah. as you grow, you realize, okay, well, don't really want to work with you. Don't really want to work with you. Not good for the culture, mm. yeah. right? It's not always about the income that comes in. No. It's about the culture and the synergy, right? And so we, we definitely felt that with the two of you when, when we met. I think we actually met at a charity event. Yeah. Is, is, that, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, like-minded in that way. And, and, and then we seen like Martini Madness too. So, yeah, I was just going to plug Martini Madness. We'll be back again yeah. this year. We're, spo- we're sponsoring. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back. That's a really good one for Crohn's and Colitis yeah. Canada. It, make an, it makes an incredible difference. And you know what? I actually, before last year's Martini Madness, I had no I, no true idea what Crohn's and Colitis was and, and no idea how many people it affected. Yeah, yeah. And Sounds when I went good. there... I was actually shocked at how many people I had known previously that had, had, that had it, right? Uh, you know, there are some people I'd grown up around and some people I'd known in, in the business you know, world for, for some time now. And it was just a bit of an eye-opener to the mm-hmm. charity, to the cause and the difficulties that come with Crohn's and colitis. So when, you know, when we were there, yeah, we had a hell of a time, but there was also a period of education that we were able to speak with individuals who suffered from it and, and, and battled every day. And then there was, you know, a, a particular speaker who spoke about her experience over time. Mm. And to us, that was, you know, that was like, holy shit, it, yeah. it, it blows you away. Yeah. And, there, and there are a million fantastic causes in the world, right? But we just so happened to get invited to this one. We sponsored it and, and we got attached to it because, okay, you know, we really started to see and, and relate to the people that were that were involved and in, in, you know fighting the good fight well i'll be know. honest so like the main reason we approached you too was because i knew that you guys were like-minded like i saw mm-hmm. the i saw just a, a lot of synergies as greg said and you know i see you guys at martini madness like dave my business partner he is you know he him and his fiance both suffer from from crohn's and dave's been on the board for that community like for that that actual event for a long time so when i see you guys involved in that sort of community i'm like man I'm like these guys are not only experts in what they do they have crazy experience, but they also have just like a, a real, like you said, like a, a social, like they have an obligation, like they feel obligated to give back to their community, you know, and like Growcast, the whole thing with Growcast is like we're trying to build a true culture around just fucking helping the person next to you, you know what I mean? Like literally just, you know, help Greg out, help Nick out, like whatever they need, just just those small changes Like you're talking about growing up and, you know, if you had chosen this house or if you had moved there or 10 kilometers this way, like... Literally those choices you make, whether you shake the, the, the homeless person's hand or, you know, you buy the, the, the coffee for the person behind you, the Timorans, like all those things send ripples out, you know what I mean? And if we can create Definitely. a culture here, and I think you guys are connected to this, which is why we brought you in, is creating those ripples that may, you know, connect to other people. We don't know where they're going to end up. We don't know what Definitely. shore they're landing on, but creating those waves, it's going to do something positive, you know what I mean? And the intention behind it, I know you guys are well-intentioned, and that's like the main reason why we said these, these are the guys that are going to take it to the next level because they get what we're trying to do and you know we're we all have our own careers we all have our own businesses this is something we're doing literally just to give back you know like just to try to share the community's experience and bringing mm-hmm. guests that have 
great life experience that we can pull from and, and share with our listeners, you know? so To summarize, it's about giving a shit about yourself <laughs> and everyone that surrounds you. Exactly. Around, yeah, that's, that's it. Well that's it. And that's, what, that's one good thing about Ottawa is we do have a lot of that. People are willing to work yeah. together towards yeah. a common yes. cause. It's not as much doggy dog as it would be necessarily in, in, in other places of in course. the world, right? So we do have a strong community like that, and I think it's only getting... Uh, stronger Absolutely. from the inside out really yeah sure. that's awesome all right guys well i say we wrap it up here we did the rapid fire we got some amazing guests coming this season you know we got tom green coming on stuntman stew who's to me a personal inspiration he's a great guy he's got a great story he's battled through some really difficult shit in the last year and you know i just feel like we got some exciting people i'm jacked up i know greg may not show it but he's jacked up as well <laughs> i'm jacked up always <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, so, from uh, myself, Greg, Nick, and, and Heisenberg, you know, <laughs> we're back. That's going to stick around. around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks, Thanks a lot, guys. guys. Episodes of Growcast are recorded on the fly or at the Referral Mortgages office, 475 Elgin Street in the city of Ottawa. Growcast.ca